All right, I'm recording now. All right, and I'm recording back up. I love it. Perfect. Do you want to clap to sync it or anything? Yes. Know. Here we go. Clapping to sync. Okay. Did that pick up? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> One more time, back from a two-week break, and with me is, well, a real trendsetter. Uh, leagues leagues, and leagues ahead of the pack, well ahead of the curve of people leaving New York because of the novel coronavirus. Uh, this guest long ago left these shores for the snowy peaks of Colorado, and for historians of the show, is a favorite guest going way back to when we were in the basement of a record store. I could only be talking about Crystal Beth. That's me! Hey! <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, a trendsetter? Wow, what have I done? And then you said that, I was like, oh yeah, no, it's true. We, yeah. John and I are very happy that we left <laughs> before all this <laughs> happened. I can't imagine being in New York right now, honestly. I just, my favorite part of New York was restaurants and shows, and if... I can't do restaurants or shows. Yeah. I don't see the point. It's 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 definitely lonely a little bit. Not being able to see people in that context, it, it does kind of take its toll. Uh, however, the vibe now is way better than it was from for like all of April and May, for sure. Oh, good. A little hope. Hope is <laughs> a returned. A little hope. Well, the, the, our numbers are good and, you know, people are going to start going back to school soon and you know, you can bike to the beach and those are open. And, you know, you're just, you take these like little pleasures to try and get through the day. You know, it's just like, well, I, I will bike to the beach and that will be like my little win for the day. Hey, that's great. I, that's the one thing I miss uh, from the East coast is being submerged in salt water. Yes, that is There's good. There's just something so healing about it. Well, we're going to begin our episode today, Crystal Beth, by uh, uh, playing along with a new segment we've been doing on this show that's kind of uh, uh, our dip into topical waters. Uh, this section is called, How You Holding Up These Days? Oh, so, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Beth, how are you holding up these days? I have drank a lot. Mm. Yeah. A lot, a lot. I, the first few weeks I thought it, life was a drinking game and I was drunk <laughs> for I think two weeks straight before I was like, maybe I should go outside and not drink today. Uh-huh. <laughs> like we'd be like, Ooh, price is right on. Take a shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, <laughs> do Ooh, you drink, on. Take a drink every shot. time someone guesses a wrong yeah. answer on price is right. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> we were dead. <laughs> uh, How are yeah. you holding up, though? You know, I, I'm I'm doing okay. You know, I, I was telling you a little bit before we got on that I, I'm fresh back from a uh, a little vacation. That's why we had no mm -hmm. we had no episodes for a couple weeks. It was tough uh, on 
everyone. I, I, I'm telling you, Crystal, I heard from so many people who were like, where are the episodes? Where are the episodes? And I was like, sorry. Surprised. I need a life too, hey, guys. Hey, you need a, a break. That's right. That's right. I deserve a break. I've been pounding <laughs> the pavement for you people for years. We're coming up on four years, Crystal. Did you know that? Wow. Four years on this thing. That's and crazy. We How still long? don't have a hook. Maybe your hook, I mean, your hook is not having a hook. Yes. That's what, I, that's what I'll start telling people, yeah. Yeah, the hook is the, the constant and forever search for a hook that you'll never find. It's, I guess it's like the answer to life. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Wow. That's what, yes. Our, our, our hook is life. Yeah, because <laughs> there is no answer and life has no hook. I'm interested to see if life has a button for me. Is it going to button up at the end all nice and tidy so that I laugh at some of the things that happened earlier where I'm like, yeah. oh, mm, yes. <laughs> Does your life end on a callback? God, I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, my, I've been saying this for years now, but the only thing that I want from my death is that I will be able to say and have someone hear me actually say, I am literally dying. <laughs> That's all I want. that's it okay crystal mark my words (laughs) (laughs) i will make this happen for you (laughs) oh thank you i'll do anything i can to get it to be your last words (laughs) but the thing is someone has to hear it it can't just be for me yeah i need it to be for others yeah you need to be like on a zoom call while dying yes (laughs) yes I need to make sure I have Zoom on all my uh, portable devices. Yes. Have you uh, continued podcasting through all this? The one thing that I have continued to do is um, Star Wars Dungeons and Dragons. We do a recording of that that's released through Rebels Rebels Podcast, and it is so much fun. That is awesome. What have you? Give us a little synopsis. What's the what's the the uh, the storyline that you're working on these days? So right now, uh, we just did a little flashback, which we were trying something new, which, um, you know, you're trying to make your D&D show as different as you can, because a lot of people are really good because they've got really good actors and really good production. And we're just like three people with really good production. And we're trying really hard to be really good actors. (laughs) And we are doing this thing where we will It's kind of like the pretty flower improv scene, which if anyone listening doesn't know what that is, there's the base scene, which is like the, the seeds and pollen of a sunflower, like right there. And everything revolves around that scene. And that just keeps going and going and going. But when we find something fun that we want to explore, we have bonus episodes that pedal out and right back into the center again. So anything that we don't go deep enough into that we do want to flesh out because so much stuff can happen in D&D if anyone that's played, especially if anyone's been a dungeon master, you know how much stuff you prepare that your players don't even do because mm. the world's so big and there's so many choices you can make. And our dungeon master is all homebrewed. So he's making the whole thing by scratch. Oh my or God. From scratch. He's a genius. I honestly don't know how, how he is so good at that, but, um, there's some stuff where we're like, man, I wish we explored that more. So we were like, why don't we? So right. we kind of like do a flashback and come back in again. But right now we are in a Gungan city and 
we have stolen a ring and a little paper and we're trying to find our friend Dookie, who's a, a, a Gungan, who um, <laughs> went missing and we think that a wizard took him because the wizard also took his voice, but we're trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> it's pretty great. It sounds awesome. It sounds yeah. so fun. I'm so glad yeah. you brought up I'm so glad you brought up Star Wars because uh I realized that we've had two whole movies happen like come out since you've been on the show last. So Wow, that's true. We have got to play catch up here. And I want to take everyone back to the Christmas season of whatever year The Last Jedi came out, and we can start by <laughs> by talking about that one. Here's my question for you, Crystal. Mm-hmm. So when Last Jedi came out, it was very divisive, right? Mm-hmm. There, were some, there were some really, really anti-takes, and that, those kind of made the people who liked it like all the more uh, uh, stubborn, I guess, and mm-hmm. the arguments just went back and forth. I feel yes. as though, after the release of the most recent star wars that opinion really softened on last jedi among the the anti crowd would you think that's fair to say um well i think that the focus from the anti crowd moved on to something else and that's why it seemed like it softened but it wasn't the case for me it was the opposite i Mm. got more frustrated at the last jedi because it's like ryan johnson and jj abrams didn't have any communication and it's like neither of them watched each other's movies yes they just decided to write their own movies and not give a damn about what the storyline was so like jj abrams was like she's special and ryan johnson was like she's not special and then jj abrams came back and was like yes she is i told you she's special yes (laughs) and it's just it was like a waste of you literally wasted our time by the last movie came out, it felt like two directors fighting over my characters. Definitely. <laughs> and that being said, though, I will defend all of the movies until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them have their own pieces that I think, like, that I enjoy. I love that they brought alien horses onto the deck of a ship. Yeah, that was that rad. That was so cool. I do not think that the emperor needed to come back. That was ridiculous. That was weird. (laughs) I don't, I just pick another bad guy. Just. Yeah. I remember going to see that movie with like my uh, younger brother on like around Christmas. Mm -hmm. And in the opening crawl, they have some line that's like, the emperor has returned. (laughs) And it's like, he did. (laughs) You when? can't see me right now, but I'm shaking my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, find a bad guy. Like, it, honestly, the, the, the antagonist could be Ray's wrestling with whether she's dark or light side. Right. And cheap shot, making us think that Chewie died. Yeah. Mostly because I knew that he wasn't dead because Chewie's not going to go out like that. Yeah, that was so, that like, was so- I was mad immediately that was so cheap i thought that was just like i don't buy this for a second like come on (laughs) yeah and then the quips between poe and finn were so heavy-handed and i i know star wars is 
for kids. Lucas made it for kids. It's supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be cute. I don't mind the Ewoks. Sure. But it was so like yucky. Like if you have the power to hide your, a fleet of star destroyers for 30 years, why don't you just take them all out and fight everyone right at the beginning, which is basically what they're telling us happened. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so, there are some like weird leaps in logic in the last movie, especially uh, that are like very hard to justify if you think about them for like a second. Yeah, I don't know. There are I I've, I feel like I'm very like conflicted about like most of the the uh, Abrams era movies, just because like yeah. there are some, kind of like you were saying there were th- moments in like individual moments in them that I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like mm-hmm. in. In Last Jedi, when like Admiral Laura Dern uh, <laughs> flies her ship through another ship, I was like, "This is the coolest thing that's ever happened in Star Wars." And yes. then, like, I still leave the theater being like, "Oh, pretty good." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I ride the high of how good it was for a really long time, and then I will watch it again. And mm. after I watch it about three times, that's kind of my kryptonite with star wars because i mean this is, this goes for the old ones too there's just some parts that are so easy to make fun of like how whiny luke is and things like that and yeah um with these it's less about like slight funny ways of saying lines and weird character choices and more about like really weird writing and trying to push so much into a small space Mm-hmm. And like now the main story is over. We, this, the main story is done. It ends there. Yep. It ends with us wondering what is going on with Finn. <laughs> it ends with us finally seeing Kylo Ren as a good guy and then him dying, which is fine. I'm totally okay with that. Um, Ray is, you know, doing her own thing. Poe's kind of doing his own thing. And even when they're all happy at the end, it felt very individual. Yes. I loved Rogue One. We can just say that's like my favorite of the recents. Yeah. What did you, did you watch the, the, uh, or not, it's not the Boba Fett show. It's the Mandalorian. It's not him. Oh, (laughs) it is. That is phenomenal. I thought this thing was so much fun. And I, for, I, for a long time have been like, what I like about Star Wars is the lore. It's like the Jedi order. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, it's like dig- digging into the archives mm-hmm. and like the secrets of the force and like all of that stuff. Exactly. Definitely. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when the Mandalorian came out, I was very skeptical. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Like, of course, like the conceit is like so fun, uh, but I was like, I don't know if I will get into it in the same way without a a Jedi angle mm-hmm. and like. Here I am eating my words. It was a blast. It was, it just stuck. It struck the perfect tone. I feel like right. where it was like an adventure, and it was like kind of serious, but also kind of funny. And like I don't know, I was I was really impressed by it. It so what's interesting about the Mandalorian is that I so when it came out, mm-hmm. when I think about it, when I think about the Mandalorian, I get the same feeling that I do with music like a Chumbawamba. <laughs> yes. Very specific time. Like uh-huh. 
that fits into a very solid year. I think it was like 97 or something. But you hear that song, you go back to whatever part of your childhood you were in. The Mandalorian has the same effect where I can remember seeing Baby Yoda for the first time and, or the child, if you would like to call him that. um, And feeling, when I think about it, I still get that like warm feeling where I was sitting on my couch. Yes. And thinking to myself, like, this is, this is the first time in years that I have watched something that is incredibly unique, mm-hmm. that is a part of my favorite universe in the world, right. including the one I live in. Right. Star Wars right. is better than this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mandalorian was just so good. And I've watched, the, I've watched it three times, yeah. which is not as much as some, but gosh, it's good. It's oh, so and like fun. you said, the lore is the best part. Yeah. And it really feels like, you know, like it, it, it kind of delivers for me on something that the sequel trilogy promised but didn't quite get, which mm-hmm. is like, it, it feels like a continuation of the original trilogy in a way that I, I don't think the prequel trilogy really does in the same way. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, it's kind of like a ragtag bunch. It's like the, it's just, it just feels right. I can't really explain it. It just feels right. Well, it's the first time that you're, you're taken away from the Republic and the battles between the Empire and the Republic and Mm -hmm. put somewhere on another world that's still set in the same universe, but doesn't follow the same family through the whole thing. You get to see what's happening to the people outside of it. Like when you see the bounty hunters, that's always interesting. Yeah, it's so And they're fun. like no disintegrations in the first the first movie. I mean in the in Empire. And you're yeah. like, what do you what do you do, bounty hunters? What is your guild? Because if you read <laughs> yes. the books, the bounty hunter guild is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you just get to see how bloodthirsty they all are and out for themselves and then there's the most solitary of them all, the Mandalorian, all of a sudden becomes attached to something, mm-hmm. but isn't like lovey-dovey coo over it. He's right, just right. like, well, I guess I'm taking care of this now. Yes. <laughs> Assassin droid is just great. Oh, yeah. That's a great character. That's such a like a classic Star Wars character. Amazing. Yeah. That's another another strength of it, too, I think, is that it like... It, it, sort of going back to the thing I said of like delivering on stuff that the sequel trilogy didn't really is like it does kind of take these threads that are left untied in the original trilogy and just kind of like goes with them for a little while. Like mm-hmm. the simple joy of like watching that robot like go crazy. <laughs> it's like it's just a very straightforward like cinematic pleasure and we get it from this series and not the movies. Yes. But then you always have to remember everything that's in this series exists because that's true of the originals and then all of the literature around that. Like, I love that they went through with Mandalorians being tribesmen and also solitary and it is just such a old West type, yeah, a type of life. So you're like, oh man, this is perfect. Yeah. You even get it in some of the musical cues too. They're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. I don't even know what instrument it is. I don't know either. <laughs> um, 
I want to switch gears for a second. I'm going to turn on my video for a second, Crystal. Sure. I have I have something to show you. Okay. This is this is um something I got while I was on my my trip recently. Okay. This is a trash can, and look what we got on it. A Star Trek cat trash can on the outside of it. A Star Trek the motion picture can trash you can. Spin it. There's a little bit of a yeah. glare on it. Here we go. Wow! Look at that. And on the back. You got the Enterprise. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That is fun. Where did you find that? I found it literally in uh, my girlfriend's parents' garage. <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about uh, this on the last episode, that me and my previous guest, Jacob Bacharach, uh, decided that Star Trek Insurrection is the best next generation movie. Crystal, okay. Beth, where do you stand on this take? Oh, man, I... Star Trek's hard for me because I didn't watch it as hard as Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Insurrection is really good. Yeah, I feel like it's the best one. I, I feel like I have to agree. I want to like have a hot take and say something completely different. But... Yeah, like Star Trek Nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> I think, do you think there's anyone out there who thinks Star Trek Nemesis is the best next-gen movie? Someone has to. Like somebody does, right? But like, what's the what? What's their th- deal? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like going through all the Star Star Treks in my head now. Yeah, I think my favorite is always Wrath of Khan. Oh sure, that one's like, I just love so Wrath great. Oh yeah, but yeah, I think Insurrection has to be the Insurrection. Then I start thinking about like Into Darkness and the Star Trek movies that came out with J.J. Abrams and all those. And I'm like, I think that Insurrection might still be better. Yeah. yeah. Definitely the best next gen movie, though. Yeah. Easily that Victor. Um, it is crazy thinking about uh, like how J.J. Abrams is just like this one pretty average filmmaker who like got custody of both of these iconic franchises. Right? Like, I don't know what he did to what did he do to deserve that crystal (laughs) lens flare yeah i guess that's all (laughs) he uh everyone associates space with lens flare and he's the best at it so Mm -hmm. there we go well he also directed star trek because he didn't think he was going to direct a star wars which is what he wanted to direct um that being said I will now and forever always think him selfish because he should have, instead of just trying to make the second volume of his Star Wars, he should have maybe watched Ryan Johnson's and built off of that. Oh, I know. Yeah, this is another thing I was actually talking about on my most recent episode, which is just like this thing that like every every Star Wars movie now just feels like a a referendum on the previous one. Mm -hmm. Where like sometimes they just like go out of their way to let you know that, like, the thing that happened in the last movie, like, doesn't matter. Yeah, wait, you're wasting my time. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, like, strange phenomenon where it's just, like, like, basically what we were talking about last week is that these movies have just, like, become the world's fair of today. Where, <laughs> where it's just, like, yeah, they think these, like, shows, like, roll into town, like, they employ a, a ton of people for a little while, and everyone goes and looks at them. And then, like, the next one is just like, well, we'll do that again, but, like, different this time. Yeah. This is a new type of car. We'll put that in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, 
sadly, they've made them so that the new ones are not as easy to rewatch. So it sounds like I'm bashing them, but because I have been this whole time, I will still watch those movies and I will still get the satisfaction I need from them. Mm-hmm. They're just not Empire. Oh, sure. And Which- that's, I have a theory where we have, so we've been given a lot of Star Wars. Yeah. And I say given because thank you always, whether it's for the better lightsaber battles or music or new characters, anything like that, or bringing back old characters really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars is in two very different parts. So we have the Star Wars that's for our generation. Sure. And that ended at the end of The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. So in The Force Awakens, no, wait, no. The Last Jedi. So in The Last Jedi, there are two different endings. There's one where they all end in Tableau in the Millennium Falcon after they get off crate. Mm-hmm. And then there's just music and no dialogue. Right. And there is a second ending where the little boy on Canto Bite gets yelled at and goes outside with his little lightsaber broom. Yes. The Star Wars of yesteryear pretty much always end with a tableau and music over it. So like a new hope empire. Uh, I know attack of the clones does. I know Jedi does. They end with music and the mm. whole main cast and camera pretty much, or well, just three of them in empire. The star Wars that I'm allowed to get up in arms and about ended with that tableau in The Last Jedi. Mm. And that little boy signified for me that it's no longer my generation's Star Wars. It's been given to a different group of people. Right. And I can still enjoy it, obviously, because it's made for everyone. But my Star Wars, the one that's for me and helped me get through some shit, ended at that tableau on the Millennium Falcon after they were rescued from Crate. Damn. <laughs> I love this. I love this interpretation. That like it's like that the the movie itself is like telling is like giving you this message. Yeah. Wow. I thought it was very clear, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I it it is to me now. It never occurred to me before, but I but, <laughs> but uh definitely. Yeah, wow. That's really good. Um I do kind of think that, like, there is... I agree with you in the sense that, like, the most recent movie, Rise of Skywalker, sort of, like, does not feel a part of the same continuum that the first two. Like, the the, the tone is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does feel like... I mean, I remember talking to people after, like, walking out of Last Jedi, like, where do they go from here? You know, because, like, a lot of the story was kind of, like, wrapped up uh, at least, like, thematically speaking in that movie. I mean, we found out where they went from there, but it does kind of... That's so. It, now that you say that, it just, it's just... It's, it's ringing true that, like, the that, that this most recent one was maybe more of, like, a passing the torch than, than anything else. Sort of like Joe Biden, you know? It's a transitional figure mm-hmm. for the party. Yeah, I agree with that. That's... 
Oh, why did you talk about politics? My brain <laughs> literally just like, I don't want to say short circuited, but the amount, like a record scratch into a different <laughs> quadrant of my brain. You brought me from my favorite fantasy place to my least yes, favorite reality. To, to, yeah, the crushing reality of, uh, <laughs> of the Democratic National Convention. So the last Jedis are Joe Biden? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. I know. I don't know. I, I probably this. I probably can't back that up if, if given any scrutiny. Yeah, and he can't. I just hope he doesn't disappear. <laughs> like yes. <moved> in. <laughs> yes. What do you make of? Speaking of, this is one of the things I wanted to ask you about. Uh, what do you make of Mark mm-hmm. Hamill's like, like constant derision of the Last Jedi after he appeared in it and it came out? I think that at the moment right now, I love Mark Hamill more than any of the Star Wars. (laughs) I know he's like, he is what Star Wars is, but he is just, he has, I don't think he has a bag of fucks. No, zero. He gives, but, but he gives them all in the, it's, he knows exactly when to toss out the fucks. Yes. And, I really appreciate it. And I love when, whenever he gets mad at Trump and I love when- I know, he just tweets about it all the time. Yes. He got mad at Ivanka for wearing like, when his, their family was all in Star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. her and her kids. And um, I love how he interacts with people online. Yeah. And I guess that does encompass everything about how he responds to any of the Star Wars he's in. Yes. Uh, it's like a, going back to, it's like almost going home for him, you know? Totally. It's this thing that made him famous and it's the, that universe is real for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't ever make anyone feel stupid for liking it. Right. But he's more than happy to poke fun at it. Yes. Just like any other true fan. Absolutely. Good. I always felt like, speaking of like good attitudes about it, that um, uh, Carrie Fisher had a great one also, where yes. she was like, she, I remember like uh, seeing her at, uh, or she was like interviewed on some, I, I want to say it was the documentary that accompanied the trilogy when it was released on DVD for the first time in 2004. Okay. And she's like joking about how famous she was after star wars came out and she said every time i looked in the mirror i had to pay george five bucks (laughs) (laughs) yes yep that and then her tried and true go to the uh shampoo bottle where you unscrew her head and shampoo pours out of her neck (laughs) yes Oh man. man! Oh, I miss her. I, I know. I was just going to say her commentary right now. Truly, R.I.P. Yeah, she's the. Oh, greatest. that was rough when she passed. Oh my god! Yeah, I was at work and I was working in the well at my restaurant, and I just kept my head down the whole day, and I could not stop crying. Yeah, I was <sighs> like, "This is just, just not just because she's Princess Leia. She's." was such an advocate for mental health and so open about being bipolar and everything. Yes. 
like when I was going through depression and stuff when I was a kid, it felt good to see Princess Leia talk about it too. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, she, like, she just, like, lived a life, you know? Like, she, like, was, like, open about her, like, drug problems in, like, in the 80s mm-hmm. as well. Like, she just, like, really, like, lived and then, like, got it back and, like, just, like, it was just, like, a model citizen <laughs> towards the end mm-hmm. of her life. And it was especially because, like, because of the new movies coming out, she was, like, back in the zeitgeist in a way that I don't think she ever, like, expected to be. Yes. Um, and so it was just, like, going on these talk shows and just like being the funniest person and being so lucid too. like, mm-hmm. I feel like she would do these, these appearances where she just like sounded crazy, uh, in, uh, like on good morning America and stuff mm-hmm. like in the lead up to the, the, um, the force awakens coming out, yes. but you watch them and she was just like, so in on the joke too. She would be like teasing the crew members like mm-hmm. off camera. Like she just like, she got it. Oh, She's so good. And bringing Gary everywhere with her. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Man, she was a treat. And one thing people don't, not a lot of people know, but how many scripts would not be what they are today without her punching them up. Right. So she edited so many screenplays and made them better. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just go online and look them up. It's insane how much of Hollywood her fingers were in. Yeah. Oh yeah. She like there I'm gonna the 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 list is like crazy. It's like the wedding singer mm-hmm. and like oh I gotta like find a list. I was like looking at this not too long ago, but there's like there's a list of like all the movies that she script doctored uh that is like Hook is one of them. Movies that Carrie Fisher Okay, here we go. Here's a couple. Okay. Lethal Weapon 3. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whoopi Goldberg's Made in America. Yes. And Sister Act. Gosh. (laughs) Also, here's here's one for the comedy nerds out there. So I Married an Axe Murderer, starring Mike Myers. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. So here we go. This is one I didn't know about. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I did not know about that either. This is crazy. The she was also of- a voice in a video game that I play all the time called Dishonored. Dishonored. I don't know this one. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. It's like a sneaky sort of fun. It's, it's good. Look it up. Would Dishonored you say, and Dishonored too? Would you call it a 2012 action adventure game developed by Arcane Studios? I 100% would call it that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. She's done Scary so Fisher, much. Uh, incredible, incredible talent. And her on 30 Rock uh, will be <laughs> forever. I really think that's my, that is like up there with like one of my favorite half hours of comedy I've, I've ever seen. Yeah, she is very. Very good. I remember the first time I saw her outside of Star Wars. Yeah. And I kind of realized who she was, was um, when Harry met Sally. Yes. And I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I was so confused because I was like, that's my, that's my 
princess. Right. So, but she wants to date a guy. And I was old enough to understand that people are actors. Right. But she looks so different. And I had such an attachment to her when I was younger. I was like, oh, yeah. oh my gosh, that's oh my her? God. Wow. Dude, I remember wearing, I had a Qui-Gon Jinn t-shirt when I was like eight, maybe. Amazing. <laughs> and I wore it to um, karate class, right? <laughs> and like, you know, they, they, you like dress in the gi when you get there. And so it's like over top of the shirt, but you can still see Qui-Gon like popping out from behind the gi, right? That's amazing. And so this woman who's like taking the class sees the shirt and she goes, oh, it's Liam Neeson. And I remember being like, no, it's fucking Qui-Gon. Yeah, woman, what are you doing? Like, I don't care what your association is. Like, this man is, has ceased to be an actor. He is Qui-Gon. He is Qui-Gon. <laughs> he, I think it, he and Ewan McGregor, they can do whatever they want. And I will still be like, oh, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon. Oh my God. Even in Taken. I'm like, yeah. Qui-Gon's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Ewan McGregor is a great one also, speaking about people who have, like, great attitudes about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because this guy, like, there is no... He just wears his heart on his sleeve with it, where he's just like, oh, yeah, like, the movies were not very good, but, like, I loved doing them. It's mm -hmm. his whole thing. And he's, like, dying to be Obi-Wan again, mm -hmm. right? And you can tell he had fun. Oh, yeah. Like, you can tell when he's filming, and that's the difference between a lot of the actors, is that they get all jaded and they read their reviews and... But Obi-Wan is like, whatever. I'm going to make this the best thing I've ever done. Well, he also, like, uh, I feel like is is kind of the, like, saving grace of the prequels in a lot of ways. Because yeah. he is, like, he's just letting you know how much fun he's having. And even, like, I, I feel like the, I, I rewatched Attack of the Clones recently just because it was, like, on TNT or whatever, you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I was watching it. And even this, this sequence where he is, like, on the clone planet, right? Uh, and he's yeah. just, like, getting the tour of the facilities and, like, talking to Jango Fett and these people. And you know that he's acting against nothing because you've seen the, like, the behind-the-scenes of him just being, like, in a completely blue screen. Right, looking room. at a tennis ball on a stick. Yes, and he's still just, like, he's giving these, like, crazy line reads and, like, just being a complete goofball. And you're just like, I love this dude. Yep. Man, he is just a gem, mm -hmm. which is funny because it's the opposite of Sir Alec Guinness, who played the other half of Obi-Wan and hated everything about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel like I've heard so many or, or like read so many stories of him being rude to fans at the end of his life. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah. Like he made a lot of people like feel good. Yes. I would just embrace that. Sure. I mean, yeah, this guy- frustrating, but- Also because he like started as a, as a comedian. I mean, he essentially like invented British comedy, Alec Guinness. <laughs> like, he's like the, one of the first people to like do a movie where he plays like a million characters and like he was like best friends with Peter Sellers. Like, he's, inc he's incredible. Embrace the Star Wars, dude. Well, yes. Dead. Yes. It's Alec Guinness. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> right oh oh wait uh can i say one more thing about carrie fisher before we go yes please freaking the therapist in austin powers oh yeah <laughs> oh my gosh 
Oh, she is I forgot so all funny. about that scene. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's so oh, good. That, I'm gonna, I have to watch that again. I know. Awesome Powers, I watched so much when I was younger. Definitely. And I haven't watched it in decades, I feel like. I, I think there's going to be more things, more people that I recognize first, and more things that are just hilarious. I, I, I watched it for the first time. I, I watched it a year ago, like uh, summer 2019. I watched it for the first time since uh, like freshman year of high school, maybe. Oh, wow. And this thing, I will go on the record happily to say that this thing holds up like you would not believe. Really? Like, I, I was like, I might have even talked about it on the show, but that I, I watched this movie and I, with my roommate at the time and, uh, I was I was like not even laughing at a certain point. I was just turning to him and going, "That's so good." <laughs> like, that's awesome. The bits hold up so well. It's like really well structured, and like all the performances are great. And I know it's like memed ironically, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but like it's so funny. The thing that always goes through my head for this from the second Austin Powers is, oh wait, yeah, I think it's the second one. Who does yeah. number two work for? That's the first one. That's the first one. And, uh, oh gosh, who was the actor? Give me his name. Oh, the cowboy. Tom, Tom Arnold? Yeah, Tom Arnold was like, yeah, yeah that's it. You show that turd who's boss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, gosh, it will get me to laugh whether oh. I am an adult or a child. It's so, and the, the button on that scene is so great where he sees the corpse in the toilet and he goes, yep. damn boy, what did you eat? What did you eat? <laughs> oh, because it was the Lucky Charms guy. Yes. See, what's funny is that uh, I was saying that, but in my mind, I was picturing when uh, Mini Me was in the back of his astronaut suit and he uh-huh. put him out into space. Oh, yeah. That's the yeah, second yeah. one. That is the second one. <laughs> A lot of poop jokes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. No, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> uh, before we go, Crystal, I want to I want to wrap up with a with a. Uh, a segment that we've been doing on the show uh, every so often now where this is called Irrelevant Bullshit, this segment. <laughs> and this is a segment where we talk about stuff that we are either watching or reading that is like not in the zeitgeist at all, is not uh, related to anything popular, um, is just stuff we've been weirdly obsessed with lately. Is anything coming to mind for you as I say this? Dude, the royal family. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I I don't know why or when or how I became so enthralled with their drama. Uh-huh. But and no one would guess it. If anyone met me, they would never guess. Uh-huh. That this is something I'm obsessed with, but like I'm super into the crown. Yeah. If you open up my Instagram Explorer, it's mm-hmm. all pictures of different like crowns and dresses and old photos from all these like rich royals that I have know nothing about. <laughs> and I just constantly go to Wikipedia and look them all up. And, Damn. And I don't know why, but I feel like a British person with my obsession with them right now. I have to say, uh, just like you were saying, I am shocked that you, uh, you of all people have this obsession. Yeah. <laughs> oh. It is just so interesting and their lives are so hard and then they make them so much harder. Yes. Well, so what, you, what, Prince Andrew? 
What has what what specific story? I feel like there are so many like storylines that people like fixate on with the royal family. Like, what has it? What's what's it been for you lately? Well, I mean, obviously the Prince and Prince Andrew stuff with Epstein. Oh yes, um, he's just a piece of garbage. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been really interested in like how they name their children. And interesting, they so they're the. Um, Mountbatten Windsors. So Mountbatten, it was the the last name of um, Prince Philip. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's a offspring of those two, so any of like um, Princess Anne, Charles, Philip, I mean um, Edward and Andrew, all of them can have the last name. Mountbatten Windsor, even if they don't have a title. Mm. So like Archie doesn't have a title, but he has the last name, which shows that he's descended from those two. And I think I just, it's funny to me that because originally you're obviously supposed to get your dad's last name, but England was like, uh, the Windsors are in the castle. So Prince Philip was like, what the heck? I'm not going <laughs> to be able to give my kids my name. Um, Obviously, he got over that. But, like, he also gave up all of his titles from being a prince of Greece and in order to marry what? Queen Elizabeth. And, yeah. So, he was originally the prince of Greece and Denmark. Uh, he was born in Greece and left Greece. I think he was around nine when the his father was, oh, gosh. What happened to um, the Tsar, Nicholas? Romanov. Uh, he was he, assassinated, like, overthrow. right? Overthrow. I guess he was like overthrown and they had to okay. abdicate. Gotcha. So they left, but he, Prince Philip's also related to the Romanovs by direct blood and the Windsors. His great great grandparents are the same grandparents as Queen Elizabeth's. Oh my God. I know. So their parents, so like their great grandparents, their siblings were their great grandparents oh you know what i mean like the yeah yeah um and let's see oh my god i don't know i feel like this is crazy this is this is this is our new show crystal is you (laughs) (laughs) you telling me gossip like royal family gossip and me going what yeah it's they they're insane people yeah i mean yes yeah (laughs) I will tell you that uh, I'm worried that next time we Zoom, you're going to turn on your camera and it's going to be like plates of like <laughs> commemorative plates of like royal weddings. And I'm not afraid of that. Like, <laughs> I want that. Instead of all the comic books I have behind me, it's yeah, just exactly. all stuff about the royal family. <laughs> I'll have a tiara on and a staff thing. Yeah. You'll be like really obsessed with the Diana uh, death. Oh, <laughs> like, well, I was pretty obsessed with that in uh, when I w- when that happened. By the way, I feel like it still to this day it is it, it is a thing that people are just like are fascinated by. Yeah, because it seems like everyone did a lot of lying. It does seem that way. I mean, that's a th- it's it's like any like high profile death like that where it's just like the more you learn about it, the more questions mm-hmm. you have. Like nothing gets cleared up. Yeah, there's just more questions. Oh, it's brutal. Brutal. 
I remember I, I I remember being like I was like six years old when she died, I think. And I remember like teachers at the at my elementary school just being like, Diana's dead. <laughs> like they were so sad. You were like, Diana in my health class? Yeah, like, exactly. No, no, no. The, the queen of, or the princess of England. Princess of England. We all love her for some reason, even though we're yeah. in like a, a post-industrial mining town in Western Maryland. She was the queen of people's hearts. That's so exactly right. Yeah. Everyone's heart broke. I, look, I'm not diminishing her <laughs> <laughs> at all. <laughs> Man, yeah. they. It's, there is just so much around that, that. I don't know. I hope you find out before I die. Yeah, I know. There has to be like, like surely when enough, because like so many of the players are still alive and still yes. have uh, so much influence that like, I, I bet it's the kind of thing where after a handful of folks croak, we get like the tell all book or like the, the HBO doc series yeah. or something. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I, one thing I can't wrap my head around is how everyone's okay with Camilla still right when she was i mean not necessarily her fault it takes two to tango um but i just everyone seems so happy around her and i'm like she's she is just yeah (laughs) like she's not married yeah yeah stop doing dirty things with him he's married yeah yes (laughs) oh just wait till her the, his his bomb kills her. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh god. It's just. I mean, we could we could talk about this for another hour, probably. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, I'm obsessed with that now. Royal family. Damn. Well, okay. One more thing, actually. Where do you stand on the kids? Where? How, how's Prince Harry doing? I'm happy that Prince Harry walked away. I think it's something he's wanted to do for a while. I mean, I don't know him personally. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I really do think that he and Meghan Markle are absolutely head over heels for each other and have no other agenda except to enjoy each other's company and their son. I find Meghan Markle to be so likable. Oh, when people say they don't like her, I'm like, have you listened to her? I don't get it at all. She is so sweet and caring and just, she, I don't know. She goes above and beyond and she's always done that even before she met Harry. Yeah. She's also just like, I don't know, like, like her mother was like a yoga teacher. You know what I mean? Like she comes from like, like, I mean, I I don't really know what I'm talking about, but like my, 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 my picture of her is just like, you know, I know she like went to private schools and whatever, but just like, she, she is not like, a global player like these people usually marry. No. She worked from, she worked to where she got and she was gorgeous and then used her, you know, beauty and talent for good and yeah. managed to nab Prince Harry. And I yeah. think that Kate Middleton and Prince William are really sad. I think that they don't have a good relationship at all. Yeah. And it's just this thing that they just like broke up a million times before they got married mm-hmm. too, uh, which is always, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they finally got it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it just doesn't seem like they particularly enjoy each other. And I mean, I'm not like, when I'm obsessed with the family, it's not their day-to-day goings about. It's the history of yeah. their houses. So I don't know what, you know, they're doing, but. Yeah just pictures I see of them. I'm like, oh, your kids are really cute and you really love them, but 
you don't know if you like each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's funny too, because I feel like we all know that couple in a way yes. where it's just like, you got, th- th- something is going on here, right? Like yeah. you guys aren't really like you're, I believe that you are married, you know, but like, yeah. you're not friends. No. <laughs> yeah. They're not friends. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what do they do together? You know what I mean? Like they have a night off. That's just the two of them. Like I don't see them like playing cards or like watching a movie or uh, something. A movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like- I feel like they sleep in different rooms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, I just don't, I don't know. Even when they were dating, it didn't seem very lovey or yeah. warm. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm all, I'm all in on Harry and Meghan. I think that stuff's great. Yeah, me too. I stand. We stand Meghan Markle here at, yep. at, at Young Persons Radio. And you know what? I'll speak for the entire station. Everyone at Radio Free Brooklyn <laughs> is down with Meghan Markle. Heck yeah. And they're not there to argue, so. <laughs> nope. They gave, me, they gave me their proxy. I can speak for them. Perfect. Uh, can I tell you the thing I've been listening to that yes. I am obsessed with now? Please. There is a, you know, I'm not, I'm not big on these like narrative podcast series, mm-hmm. uh, like a podcast docu-series, if you will. Um, however, <laughs> I am listening to this one called Once Upon a Time in the Valley. Have you heard about this? I haven't. This is... A, a basically an oral history of the 80s porn star Tracy Lords. Oh my gosh. And and it is fascinating. It is like Really? It's so so the the big hook is that they like they have interviews with all of like her her co-stars essentially <laughs> and it's just like it's like these women like ginger lynn and like and like uh uh christy i forget what christy's last name is but they all just like they're going under their like porn monikers and they're just being like they all have the best attitudes they're just like yeah like we would all like fuck all day on the set and then we would like want to hang out and tracy just like never wanted to party with us it was like fuck her and oh like, my god <laughs> and i was like this is the most fun <laughs> it's one of the most fun podcasts I've ever listened to. That is really good to know. That's great. I guess it's like it's it's kind of zeitgeisty in that it's happening now. Like it, like new episodes are still coming out, but it's like about this completely irrelevant subject. So I'm I'm counting it for the for the sec. I think that counts. Yeah. It's so it's just so specific. Yeah. Right. Um. There's like an amazing. I would love to now do. Uh. I would like to debut for everyone my uh, impression of the 80s L.A. porn manager, uh, Jim South. (laughs) Who sounds a little something like this. I would take care of the girls. It was almost like I was their father. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Ah. This guy, this guy, there are so many great characters in it and uh, would recommend highly for people to check out. Oh, that is good to know. Well, Crystal, uh, if we go for much longer, I'm going to have to edit the hell out of this thing. All right. Well, uh, goodbye. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I get your point. <laughs> A part of me really wanted to hang up just then. But... Oh, man. Yeah. If I was just like, hello? <laughs> like, uh, 
Well, what what would you like to plug? Um, the the Crystal Beth on Instagram and Twitter, I guess, is me. Yeah. And um, Rebels Rebels podcast. We do a Dungeons and Dragons through that, so I would check that out, especially especially if you like Star Wars Rebels. Uh, they go a deep dive into each episode, and it's really really good. Oh, that's awesome. And then there's episodes of Keep Common Game on, and all the good stuff over there. Yeah, all the archives of Keep Common Game on are available. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, online as well and real quick uh well what you gaming these days uh right now i'm replaying alien isolation oh nice uh for like the sixth time but i'm playing it on my pc that my husband just built for me so whoa yeah look at you miss fancy pants but i also played (laughs) the last of us two twice when it oh nice uh our friend of the show tim keck is playing through last of us two right now it is so good oh my gosh I want to know his opinion of Abby. Oh, of Abby. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I was I don't know his specific opinion of Abby, but you know what? I will I will get back to you. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, Crystal, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to to come back on the show after so long. It was such a nice time talking to you. I love that you remembered that I exist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> how could I, have, I, I, I might've told, I probably, you know, I don't have to put this in the show if this makes you uncomfortable, but, uh, but I had people like whenever you lived in New York, tell me like, I love Crystal Beth as a guest. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> like people like to my face would be like, have Crystal on all the time. <laughs> oh, that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gone, but not forgotten. Gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad to hear you guys are holding up well, and uh, I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, tell your girl I said hi. I certainly will. Okay. There is nothing like the sea at night when the water is slightly warmer than the air. Even though the air is humid after a 95-degree day, God, I love swimming at night. It is all darkness and mystery. It is the void. And it must be done naked. Clothes at the waterline, please. Do this. And my pilgrims, you will become cleansed. Never will the evening air, or a kiss on the beach, or a dry towel ever feel so good again. The walk to the car will be filled with starlit grace. And you will never forget it. And once you hit the water, you will be covered in the blossoming beauty of your youth, no matter how old you are. And whoever you're with, you will always remember them. Hi, this is Jimmy. Well... That's the end of the music, but it's not the end of the show. For those of you computer literate parrot heads out there, stick this CD into your computer and you can see an enhanced video of what we do and what we say backstage behind the scenes.